What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the UI Buzz podcast. In this one, a little bit of a dev log here. I'm going to be talking about the updates I've been working on for my game, Endless Hurdles, which is a mobile application for iOS, and the sort of the patches that I'm working on that I've got remaining on my timeline and my plan for the rest of the year, and some interesting observations with some experiments I've been doing. So let's dive into them all here. So I laid out a timeline. I mentioned this previously, I'm pretty sure, uh, on one of my live streams on twitch.tv forward slash compile swift. I laid out the plan for the rest of the year, which was two patches I want to get out for two events uh, between now and the end of the year. And I laid them all out. And the good news is that I'm about a month ahead of schedule at this point. So that's cool. Um, You know, this was unexpected. I knew that I was padding the timeline a little bit because I had anticipated some issues with either creating assets or coding in some of the the features that I wanted to get in there for the next patch. And interestingly, um, it went quicker than I planned, which is great. Now, that doesn't mean it was painless, but it certainly went quicker. The game itself is written with SpriteKit on you know the Apple platforms, in particular, designed for the iPhone on this one. And I hit some some interesting scenarios and found a way around them. But I'll talk more about that in a little bit. But one of the things that you know I realized was the all the hard work that I'm doing for the next patch, which is, you know, I've, I've sort of hinted at before, but it, it's the Halloween event. So it's for Halloween uh, in the game. There's also a lot of work in there that serves as the building blocks for the second patch, which is going to be for the Christmas event. And I took some time as I was working through this and figured out a way that I could simplify the process and, you know, basically took a whole bunch of abstractions and refactored and so that I can just abstract from a sort of the base game and and make these events and and not make it easy, but make it uh, more manageable to build in these new events later on as I go forward. So that's good. There's some good news there. I've just got a few more uh, audio assets to do, and then I think I'm ready to turn it over to the, the testers and see what they think of it. So because I was that far ahead of schedule, I wanted to do something else because... I've, you know, I've had a lot of pain with SpriteKit, and I think that SpriteKit is a much um, ignored and underloved technology that Apple has come up with. And by that, I mean ignored by Apple. It it feels so, I don't want to say out of date, but complicated compared to other gaming generation uh, platforms. Now, I don't really think of SpriteKit or SceneKit for example, as game engines. They're just frameworks that you can build your engine around. And I think that's part of the problem is you spend a lot of time writing a lot of code to do simple things. So I decided that this was, you know, it was time to look at something else. And since I got this patch so far ahead, I I sat back and said, okay, this is a, a 2D scrolling game, something that seems ideal for just about any other game engine out there. 
And the beauty of that is, if I use one of these game engines, I pretty much have cross-platform right there, right? So th there's another payoff there. Now, that's not to say that I'm killing off the Sprite Kit version. This was something I just, it was an exploration is what it was. So I decided I would go with Unity and sat down and started building the game again in Unity. And it's it's really kind of funny in some ways because by no means am I a Unity expert, but then again, by no means am I a Sprite Kit expert either. But I was able to do in approximately two to three days of development what had taken weeks, easily weeks, realistically more likely months to do with Sprite Kit. And that sort of tells the story right there. And for me, I'm not switching to Unity right now on this game, but I am looking at it from the perspective of, okay, maybe I can build the Android version of this game with Unity which is something I hadn't planned to do from the beginning. And that gives me an, an open timeline to work on this. And then eventually, you know, of course, I can just publish it out to Android, uh, whatever platform I want, actually, right? You know, Android, iOS, Mac, Windows, Linux, whatever I want at that point. Uh, even Switch, right? Nintendo Switch, uh, Steam, you know, th these all become options. Now, of course, Unity is not the only way to do this. This is just the one I chose because I I know how to do it. Now, this was surprising, though, because I thought I would hit more roadblocks with Unity than I actually uh, encountered to this point. It's not finished, not, not by any imagination, but the basic blocks are there for, for the working game, and uh, it's very performant. The, uh, you know, memory usage and everything else is nice. Speed is good. And I'm just really surprised how much easier it was. And this got me to, to thinking about Apple's gaming development platforms. And really, I guess for one of a better way of putting it, how far behind the curve they are when it becomes a case of developer friendliness, right? I don't think, in my opinion, the, there's an awful lot of times where you can say, okay, I'm going to sit down and build the engine and then build the game. Especially if you're an indie dev, um, you know, you're, you're a one person or two person team, something like that, because you really want to focus on building the game, not building the engine to then build the game. At least that's the way I look at it. Now, not to say that it's not fun to build game engines, because I'm sure it is. I've not done it, but I'm, I'm sure it's a lot of fun and very interesting, and you get exactly what you want at the end of it. But that's where it becomes that discussion with yourself. You know, what do you want to build? You want to build the tools, or you want to build uh, the game? Or, or And if you want to build both, that's fine, but, you know, accept that there's going to be a longer timeline for those and especially with my game, where there are obviously predefined dates here, right? Halloween and Christmas, and and those are deadlines. And you know, thankfully, because I'd already built the base game in Sprite Kit, I was I was halfway or two thirds of the way there. But it's interesting that I was able to rapidly build that quickly with Unity, 
And I'm sure it's the same with other engines. Unreal, uh, Godot, you know, you name it. I'm sure it's that, that quick as well. And that's kind of the point is I think Apple's losing the race here, right? You know, I think that that's why this, you know, like the Apple TV supposedly was supposed to be a great gaming platform, even though they didn't say it, but they sort of said it without saying it. And they've got to do better. You know, what I've learned from this is that there's just too much pain involved using Apple's tools to build games. And it is far easier and far more economical to use third-party tools and publish out to the appropriate platform, in this case, Apple's platforms. And so that's just some thoughts there. I'm going to talk about this more going forward because I'm sure there's going to be some other interesting things that come along. And, you know, as another exercise, I may well go and build this one with another engine just to see how quick it is compared to, to using Apple's development tools for making games. I'd love to hear your thoughts about this. And if you want, I, I would be only too happy to, for you to come on the podcast and talk to me about it. Uh, we can discuss this. Maybe you think I'm, I'm completely wrong and I just don't understand enough about Sprite Kit, um, you know, to, to, to use it as effectively as other people do. That'd be great. I would love to have those conversations. You can reach out to me at UIBuzz on Twitter, or you can go to PeterWidham.com. There's a contact form there and reach out to me and say, hey, I'd love to come on and talk about this. I'd love to hear other people's perspectives, especially indie game developers, um, since that's something that I'm, I'm sort of working on at the moment myself. With that, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Um, I, I will also update you in the future on how well I'm doing in, in Starfield. Um, you know, I'll say this much. I still love it. It still is incredible and blows me away. Uh, that's it, folks. I will speak to you in the next one.